Hey everyone, why don't you come on down? It's Point Break Minute, don't be a clown. We point out the moments and break down the minutes. So climb on board to the Point Break! Hey, welcome back to Point Break Minute, where we point out the moments and break down the minutes of Point Break, one minute at a time. I'm your host, Marin Kennedy. And I'm Jessa Lowe. You're also I'm, the host. Oh, yeah. Hi. Uh, just, it broke my head that you didn't say host. Oh, okay. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, our guests are here. Go ahead and introduce yourselves. <laughs> I'm Rick Ingham. And I'm Julia Ingham. Thanks for joining <laughs> us, guys. Oh, our pleasure. Thank you for having us back. You're, it's always th- nice to be a return guest. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, an honor only one other person has uh, has been given or or agreed to have, <laughs> <Yeah>. I should <laughs> say. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, welcome. We, I mean, we're uh, we're deep in Australia now. Mm-hmm. So I know you guys got to talk about Australia whenever it comes up. Oh, absolutely! It it's so nice to be back in familiar territory. Granted, it's uh, Julia. How would you describe it? Maybe a bit more watery than we're used to. <laughs> yes, this is um, this is very moist. <laughs> oh. it, it sure that might be the is. worst way you could have described it. <laughs> I know. Everyone is wet in this minute. That's uh it's one of the wetter ones even in this movie, I would say. Oh. Uh so yeah, the uh, do you want to you want to do the the minute, Jessa? Yes. So we are in minute 118. 118 begins with Bodie. And Keanu staring into each other's eyes. My first note was Bodhi was looking cute. And uh Even when he's soaking wet. Yeah, he still looks good. Maybe especially so. Yeah, and he's uh Keanu says to him, Via Condios which they've spelled incorrectly in the script that we have. <laughs> um, <laughs> this yeah, says via condios. Yeah. Uh what, what does that mean? Jessica? Go with God. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Spanish. Yeah. Spanish. And then Bodhi kind of looks at him for a moment, walks to grab a surfboard, and hits the waves. He starts paddling on out. But then here comes the wacky Aussies. <laughs> they come running like a flock of birds, saying things like, <laughs> You let him go! <laughs> uh, this I, I had to give you guys this minute, because it not only has the Via con Dios line, which is iconic, yeah. Um, but it has yelling uh, Australians losing their minds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanted to start us off on Via con Dios because first and foremost, Julie and I were driving yesterday and I was like, okay, Via con Dios. I'm not a Spanish expert by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm pretty sure Via con Dios is go with God because you've got chili con carne, which is meaty chili. <laughs> so con would be with and then mm-hmm. Via is go Mm-hmm. Dios is God. And she's like, yeah, that sounds right. And I raised the more less idiotic question after that when Keanu, or I guess Utah, if we're using character names, says Switch to Bodhi via con Dios, is he meaning it like strictly this is a thing that surfers say, or is he literally telling him like go with God because you're literally about to just go to meet God because you're not coming back. <laughs> I mean, it's probably a mixture because layers he definitely of knows that Bodhi's going to die, I would say. Yeah, that's the understanding that's happening here is is that, as we 
find out in the rest of the minute is that he's he knows what's going on here. They both understand. Uh, I, it, I don't think the line has been said previously in the movie, so um, it may be. I don't I know. It I guess it, it's. I think so. It may be Maybe. not as distinctively, yeah. but yeah, it does sound like something a surfer would say. Um, but I don't think it's been established as that. Although is that surfing in the movie. lingo? Just like in general? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. We're still just we kind still of assumed it was. Yeah. Well, everything Utah says sounds like surfer lingo. Yeah. Yeah, he could say anything, and it would sound like sort of a slangy <laughs> surfer kind of thing. Yeah. If like, it wasn't see surfer the slang meeting, before dude. this movie, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Johnny yeah. Utah made it surfer slang. Exactly. Like, Did you get my email? It's like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sounds like surfer slang. Yeah. Yeah. It's that, that California accent. Thick yeah. It's real. hard to stay away from that Latinx influence in that Southern California area. Mm-hmm. It's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> Although. Keanu Reeves' deli- uh, delivery of that line is just the least Latin authentic thing you could probably have. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, if I was trying to speak this way in, like, a Spanish language class in high school, they would flunk me just on <laughs> principle alone. <laughs> yeah, it'd be funny if he just came out and was, like, talking like this, and he's like, vaya con Dios. <laughs> <laughs> Like suddenly super authentic, just yeah. like super real accent. Yeah, <laughs> we've been watching uh, Veep yeah. a lot late, lately, and the new this is like in later season, but there's a, a new character who's like sort of trying to uh, put her like Latin Latinx heritage mm-hmm. forward a little more, and then she always like goes to like saying every word she can with like a, a an accent on it, a very heavy accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's pretty good. But yeah, these these uh, wacky Aussies come out saying things like. <laughs> I've been doing an Australian accent lately, so yeah. I guess we'll just continue that. Yeah. It feels feels weird to do it in front of you guys for some reason. In front of Jess, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, Utah? You let him go? No, I didn't. No way! This guy's nuts. <laughs> yeah, the guy, last guy, says, "We'll get him when he comes back in." And he says, he's not coming back. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So there's some, some whiny wild Aussies. And Marin, you you looked them up to see who they were, right? Yeah, they're the last two listed on the IMDb page before the uncredited cast. Uh, there's Gary Roberts as Australian cop number one. And uh, I they aren't big enough people to know to, to have a full biography. But he it does say he was born in Berlin, Germany. He played Heinrich. Hmm. And he played Heinrich in Die Hard, um, which I think may have been one of the the long haired henchmen. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if he's actually Australian. He doesn't. He doesn't sound German either. Uh, but nobody really sounds that Australian at that at that moment, though. Yeah, I don't know the 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 guy we saw before uh, Peter Phelps is an actual Australian man uh, who has he has a few more lines, but these guys. I mean, it, it might just be like ADR anyway for like from a totally different actor. Who knows. Well, they'd probably be credited. And then there's Owen Rutledge is the other one, and uh, it doesn't say where he's from. Uh, some of his other credits are Quantum Leap. Uh, he was he played Doc in an episode in uh, Play Ball. Um, and he was in uh, Cyber Seeker as Bandit um, and some other things. Nothing I recognize. Uh, so these guys, you know, they had a few credits here and there, but didn't uh, their careers were not long. Mm-hmm. Point Break was uh, the second guy's first career. 
for our first uh, movie. His first credit, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, a high point for sure. Hmm. If you got to, if I got to be in Die, Die Hard and Point Break, Oof. I would, you know, that would be pretty great. I wouldn't care what the rest of my career was if I got those two. Be pretty good. You'd have some pretty solid action movie credentials at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely uh, foundational yeah. for uh, for what was to come. Yeah, in the in the nineties. Mm. Knowing that one of the cops in this scene was in Die Hard makes a lot of sense, considering that these cops are armed to the teeth. They've got these <laughs> they long guns are. that they're running up with, and I'm like, that it cannot be. <laughs> Yeah. normal for them just walking around with these things it's like giant guns that's what i was thinking it's like they're just they're just like okay guys go this way pointing with their guns and like yeah yeah and they, they just came off a helicopter so this is like the tactical yeah you know, unit or something and they, they have their nice rain gear on with their ca- little capes mm-hmm. which i really like ponchos pa- i get i can I, cape is cooler okay, though okay. <laughs> i'll let you have it and their little like shower caps over their hats yeah mm. Well, of course, you've got to keep the hat dry. Yeah. 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 It's like rule number one of policing in Australia. Exactly. I mean, why don't they just make the hats, though, waterproof to begin with? My question. That's a good question. It probably wouldn't look as cool um, or maybe be more expensive. Shower caps on your hat. It's probably looks... more expensive to make really? it like a, a nice waterproof cap. Instead of just like just having like a ton of disposable shower caps. I, I don't know, Jessica. Weird. You got me there. Oh. It's probably their duty to like if you, if your hat gets dirty, it's up to you to make it you know get it right by the next yeah. time you you're on duty. Only you can prevent dirty hat. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna talk, Marin, a little bit about the locations. Yeah, we we sort of started getting into this in the previous minutes, but since you're here, we got to talk about sort of the Australia locale. Um, in uh, previous minute, uh, he drives into Torquay, um, but according to the map, Torquay is. Uh, Several miles away from Bell's Beach. Two hours. No, it's that's a that's a different place. Oh, never mind. Um, it's but it's not right there. So if he's going to the actual Bell's Beach, I don't think, from what I could tell with pictures and mapping, it doesn't seem like there would be really a town there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just kind of on the side of the road. But uh, Torque is pretty close by. Um, and then they also mentioned earlier uh, Cape Otway, uh, which is about two hours away um, as as part of the weather uh, the weather warning. For the area, so I guess it, it's far away, but it's on the same coastline. So I guess it would it would make sense to mention both of those as part of a weather warning. Oh. Now, in Mad Max, do they ever mention the beach or go to the beach or anything beach? They do. Back oh. in the first movie, they spend a lot. Of, well, they spend a chunk of the movie hanging out within spitting distance of the beach. Uh, they didn't necessarily like marry those two locations together Mm -hmm. geographically like the beach was way far away from the farm that it was supposed to be located within walking distance of well they lived on the beach oh that's right that's right max and jesse live on the beach and then they go vacation to a different beach yes (laughs) we're tired of this there's a lot of beach in the first Mad max movie yeah and then it just became desert yeah and then then it disappeared inexplicably yeah Mm. That's the most distressing thing about Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome is that the ocean just straight up disappears. But the nice thing about Bell's Beach is that it is right there in Melbourne, which is where they filmed that first movie. Oh. So the actual beach, very close to 
point break setting and things like that i think we did talk about that last time you were on but now we're here so it's yeah. really in uh, in context yeah um, now we're not we're not really in australia right now it's are we funny you should ask uh <laughs> this is filmed uh not uh, not two hours from us yeah on uh, on um indian beach in ecola oh, really? state park That's uh, beach. just north of uh cannon beach uh this is hmm. which is the town in oregon so this is the oregon coast that we're seeing here uh it is i looked at pictures of bell's beach and this uh this location doesn't look like it at all no uh it looks very if you look at the trees it's uh, just straight up you know evergreen trees yeah thick you know big evergreen trees in the background it looks like a rocky beach uh bell's beach is kind of rocky from what i could tell but uh it just looks very different australia in that area definitely looks more like brushland it's yeah. in the you know looks like a very different climate hmm uh but you know works well enough also the the shots of the waves although i'm not sure about these waves the earlier waves are in uh, waimea okay the water looks totally different uh the water yeah. looks different but then when he's paddling out that might that might be oregon because i don't think they sent someone out to those waves in australia I don't but know. i'm not sure because like the waves when he paddles out are much smaller because and- they they the shots they show of waves earlier are just huge yeah. and that looks like legitimately they wouldn't want someone sent out there did do you think they really sent swayze out just to paddle those few strokes maybe yeah. you know he probably would be you know a good enough surfer to do that yeah they wouldn't necessarily need the stunt man for that and this is filmed several months after the the rest of the production wrapped oh that's right that's right so maybe they didn't they might not have had a stunt man i don't know uh but yeah this is this none of this is australia it's oregon combined with hawaii why? It's probably expensive to go to Australia just for but, like a but one day. But there's like there's other beaches in California that look more yeah, why, similar. That's true. Yeah, why do they go to Oregon? <laughs> well, my my thought my thought on this is that um, they definitely wanted this scene to be rainy uh. because it matches the first scene in the movie where he's doing his target practice and it's raining. Mm, book um, so they're bookending with rain, and they want it to be rainy for a dramatic effect, and. Um, while I'm sure they're using rain machines for this, uh, the the sky is also cloudy, and uh, in California they wouldn't necessarily get that sky even if they aren't using real rain. It just wouldn't look right. Hmm. So that might be why. Would it be that rainy in Australia? No, that's another thing I looked up. Um, the average uh, precipitation for Bell's Beach uh, for a whole year uh, they usually get about 36 days of rain a year. 166 millimeters, or milliliters, I guess I should say. And then the, for, um, compare that to the Oregon coast, um, usually get between 150 and 190 days of rain a year, with uh, between 1,700 and 2,200 milliliters. Uh, so it's a big difference, uh, definitely a drier climate in Australia. But I think, yeah, I think they just really wanted that rain and using the Oregon coast made the most sense for that, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, if you're in the market for a hundred year storm, you're going to get those conditions a lot more consistently in the Pacific Northwest. Yes, that is for sure. <laughs> we are aware of that. Yeah. The... <laughs> yeah. When you're talking about going to Australia, Julia did a ton of research about going to Australia because... Obviously, we talk about Mad Max all the time, and so uh-huh. we have the we have a bit of an interest in visiting the uh, Down Under continent, and it's not easy as mm-hmm. much as you'd think. Really? 
Yeah, either you pay a crazy amount of money to get a direct flight, which us on the East Coast, we can't even. We'd have to fly to the West Coast and Mm. then get a direct flight. Or you lay over like three times. You just bounce your way across the globe to get there, which means you're on a plane for like 24 hours. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, my lordy. That's... No, I think I've shared this story before, but uh, I was going back from Sweden uh-huh. to Portland. Uh, I was traveling for 36 hours. Um, that's due to a delay, that is... a long delay. Oh, uh, that is that disheartening. Was, it, was, it was nightmarish. <laughs> it was horrible. And a lot of that delay was in, uh, in uh, Newark Airport. Oh, um, that so makes that it even worse. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't ideal. Yeah. That, is, that is rough. We probably could have walked home from Newark in less time. Yeah. <laughs> well, we could have. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't. Yeah. Mern would not have had as much luck. No, that would have been no. tough. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, that was. We'll the... make it to Australia someday, but yeah, when we're able to afford direct tickets, yeah. as direct as we can do. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you could fly to like Los Angeles for a, and stay for a few days, and then do the next leg or something like that. Yeah, that seems more reasonable than yeah. just be on a plane forever. Yeah. 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 And, you know, you might get stuck on the Lost Island. You never know. Yeah. yeah well, that that's is an option. Flying from L.A. to, to uh, Sydney, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> be quite a way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right, because as soon as the show starts up, they're already gone, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's purgatory. Oh, yeah, they're never actually on an island, nope. are they? I'm... I didn't actually watch the show, but Julia did. I didn't watch the ending. No. <laughs> I did watch Spoilers? the ending, but I don't really remember it that well. It's terrible, and I'm really mad about it. <laughs> but... I just remember it involved Jack's dad a I lot. Hate it. Which <laughs> not not our favorite. No. Um, yeah. So uh, they interesting locations. Um, they also mentioned, yeah, they mentioned Cape Otway earlier mm-hmm. too. I've mentioned that already, I think. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely uh, not not the same look as Australia. But I, I also wonder if they just wanted to look different from California because if they used a California beach, which might be closer to Australia, it would just look kind of the same as it did before. And they want something that looks like that contrasts with the rest of the the beach scenes. Just a thought. I was thinking, like, why not use somewhere like Big Sur or. Um, yeah, that would be a good fit. Yeah. Or like even Cape Kowanda, where Myrna and I just went last weekend, is uh, in Oregon. And it to me, it already looks more like uh, Bell's Beach looks like in the pictures. Yeah, although there, I, I think I, there are more buildings around that that's, area. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah. They wanted like, I think they wanted to find a beach that looked very remote. Yeah. And kind of uh, wild. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure the beach that they're filming on you actually have to take a hike through the woods to get to it yeah i think so there isn't like a parking lot yeah it's it's in a state park area yeah which is crazy that that would have been tough to to like to film get all the stuff out i guess they they had a helicopter they might have had another helicopter to like drop people in drop equipment in like we have it for the day might as well use it yeah it does seem to be a pretty simple setup too yeah yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, th- yeah, again, this is like months after the fact. So they might have been, you know, running low on money too. You know, they yeah. just had to f- do whatever they could. Yeah, and everybody's drenched, so nobody's wearing any makeup. Their hair's not done. That's true. So that's a whole bunch of people that don't need to come along. 
Mm. Although they do have, in the earlier minute before this, they were just finishing up their fight, and they do have blood, a lot of blood. Ooh, that's right. Um, But that would be like some waterproof blood makeup. That'd be like maybe like one or two people max, though. And they wouldn't put on like foundation and stuff like that because it would just look they like might. if it was would that hold up to like that amount of rain coming down? Uh with the, if with the right amount of sealers, then yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm also wondering, I, I had to look up uh, how they I, I had to look I looked up how rain machines work. Oh. because um, I was just curious about that. And apparently they they need like a water source and then there are these sort of sprinklers that go from a tower up in the air and then just make it look like it's raining down. And I'm wondering if they just use the ocean. Salty. But then it would be salty. Yeah, I don't know. Cold. Well, it'd be cold anyways. It would, yeah. yeah, it would definitely be cold. Uh, it's From everything I've heard, it's very uncomfortable to uh, be acting in a rain machine because it's much heavier than normal rain. Mm. God, it's like awful. standing in a big shower. That sounds awful. Cold shower. Do you know anybody personally who's done that? No, I don't. Okay. Oh. Yeah, you have to be on a pretty big, big, a bigger big budget, budget yeah. thing to, to have that, yeah. that in the, the budget. Yeah. More so than just someone standing on the side putting their thumb over a water hose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that might work for some yeah. for something. But I now I thought I heard somewhere that like they put something some sort of dye in the water to make it look like rain. Maybe. Yeah, I did. I didn't find come across that, okay. but that would because why wouldn't regular rain show up? Because it's just it's not heavy enough. Oh. Uh... You want those big fat drops? Yeah, yeah. regular have rain. Those fat drops. Yeah, regular rain. Unless it's like truly a, a huge storm, maybe it just kind of looks like uh, it just kind of makes everything look grainy. Mm. It doesn't mm. really look like it doesn't pick up as well. But it needs, it needs to just be yeah, big drops, and then it looks like just dramatic heavy rain, just mm. pelting down. Now, does it ever rain in Mad Max? Yes. <laughs> in the first one? Not that I recall. In the second one. The second one does. Okay, Road I Warrior. I remember that from the second one. It's Road been a while. Warrior. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It was one of, it was an overnight. And the, it's been a long time. I can't remember Oh, are names you talking anymore. about the crazy torture scene where yes, Humongous was stringing people up? Yes. Wasn't there rain in those scenes? It's been a really long time. I may be remembering that incorrectly. I am pretty sure there were shots in that scene where dudes were doing donuts on motorcycles and there was water coming down. So I think there actually was certain shots in Road Warrior that had rain like this. Interesting. I completely forgot about that. That is a very tiny part of Road Warrior. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. The nighttime torture scene. Yeah. That's yeah. impressive. Two, you know. two movies back. Still yeah. have that information. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I barely remember the beginning of this thing. I know. We're, we're still like, huh. <sighs> Is that the only time in Mad Max that there's any rain? That's the only time that I can remember there being rain in the Mad Max movies. I feel like there must be rain in the first one because in the first one they're trying so hard to portray a relatively normal life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't remember specifically. It's been too long, yeah. but it seems like there could have been 
Definitely. It looks less, you know, less desolate in the first one because yeah. it's still straddling sort of a normal world. Mm-hmm. It's only slightly post-apocalyptic. Yeah. What yeah. What did we refer to it as? Pre-apocalyptic or like mid-apocalyptic? <laughs> Something like that? Um, I don't recall, but I do know we called it a word. It wasn't the end of the world, but you can see it from there. That might have been it. I know it's, we said that at the, least once over yeah. 93 episodes. <laughs> it's the end of the world, but not everybody knows it yet. Right. <laughs> there are still some people that feel fine, but not in an REM way, just sort <laughs> yeah, of a, sort of normal way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the shockwave hasn't hit us yet. So to bring it back to the, the plot of this thing, uh, away from the, the technical elements, um, so Keanu basically... What would he? What would he get for this? Would it be manslaughter, like assist, like an accomplice? Because he's basically saying, "We both know you're going to die, and I'm going to let you kill yourself." Oh, that's a good question. It depends what laws there would be in Australia in terms of assisted suicide stuff. Well, that's the big question. Would they even be subject to Australian law? Because he's there with the FBI, you know, working with the Australian government to extract yeah. a, you know, American citizen from their borders. I think at this point, the Australians have just been like, oh, hey, FBI, come in, come get your guy out. We'll help you by I'm showing up in our rain gear. I'm surprised they even let the FBI in. Yeah. Like, this is Australian territory. Their guys are in charge. Yeah, the amount of control that Keanu has over the situation is rather strange because, yeah, he's an agent of a foreign government working in a sovereign nation. He's not James Bond. He's going through proper channels on this, and he's yeah. just letting things slide. And he's also- So he is going through proper channels on this. We'd assume, because he's acting in his official capacity as an FBI agent. Because I kind of felt like he wasn't. Going through official channels. <laughs> like I felt yeah. a little like he had gone rogue and the, on this pursuit, going to Australia. So Johnny Utah goes rogue, and the Aussie police are just kind of running after him. Like, hey, 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 dude, dude, what, what, are, you, what, are, you, what are you doing? Come back. <laughs> That's one interpretation that kind of does work with this. They never, you know, they, they, they seem to be more interested in Bodhi, but it, it, could, it could be that they're just chasing both of them, and they finally caught up to Utah. <laughs> but it does it does seem like it, he is kind of in charge of the operation which is also surprising because of how hard he failed before i would mm-hmm. i'm surprised they agreed to let him run something like this yeah well so i i just found right here um it looks like pa- patient's rights council um on december 20th 2016 governor john cassick I don't know of what state, signed a bill making assisted suicide a third-degree felony punishable by up to five years in prison. Um, And in 1961, before the Suicide Act, it was a crime to commit suicide, and any person who attempted and failed would be prosecuted and imprisoned, while the families of those who succeeded could also be potentially prosecuted. So, Okay, so it's not like a huge you know like capital offense or anything like that but it's that's serious jail time i guess yeah, semi-serious it'd be interesting yeah. to see and also like what the laws would have been back in the 90s versus yeah. today and also this this situation is a little more complicated than just like a medically assisted suicide yes i, I don't even know yeah. what it would actually yeah, be he didn't participate in the suicide at all he just allowed it to happen and there's no hard and fast rule that says that bodhi 
will absolutely 100% die. There's still like a 0.01% chance that he is going to ride this 100-year storm and get back to shore so that the Australian police can pick him up. It's not a completely done deal. I mean, yeah. Bodie is the type of guy who can jump out of an airplane and hold a conversation in midair. Yeah, yeah. that's true. He's not human in the way that the rest of us are human. That's good. Of course, neither is Johnny Utah. Yeah. Utah might actually get in more trouble for having his target in sort of custody and letting him go. Yeah, yeah that would probably be the, yeah, he could, he could say, like, I just, you know, I decided to give him his last wish before being taken in. And, uh, you know, you can, you know, give me a penalty for that. Well, I, th- I think that's part of the reason why in the next minute he throws his badge into the water. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that. Okay. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> I have a lot to say yeah, about you that. You can talk about proper channels for resigning from your position in the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> throwing your badge into the water is probably not an official yeah. uh, way to do that, but it's the most dramatic way. He'll get the hint when he doesn't show up. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah, what, what would you do in this situation? If someone was like... I don't want to go to prison. I'd rather just do this. I know I'm going to die, but this is what I want. Depends how bad their crime was and whether going to prison is a is like worse punishable is like a worse punishment for them. Mm. Like I would say, like if if they would if they did something really bad and then didn't want to go to prison and rather would die than go to prison, then I'd say, yeah, take them to prison. If they did something really bad, really bad, yeah. <laughs> I wonder what uh, you t- what uh, Bodie would be getting. Yeah. What about this. you? What about you guys? I think I'd let him go. Yeah. Oh. I'm looking specifically at like the situation in this movie where Bodie and his friends they spend a lot of time robbing federally insured banks and whatnot. How many people does Bodie kill in this movie? Um, the death toll. Is... He does shoot at least a couple people in the bank scene. I think he he kills a, I think he kills one person. I think they both die in the bank scene. But I don't know if he shoots both of them. No. I think Nathaniel maybe shoots one yeah. of them or Roach. One of them. But I think uh, he definitely he definitely shoots he shoots um the Italian cop guy. Yeah. I think and that's and then of course his gang members kill a lot of other people. Yeah, and he and then he they all die and he's. You know, I guess he wouldn't be tried for those deaths, but he's kind of responsible well, he, for them. He, pu- yeah. he pushes. I think he would be. Yeah. I think he would be tried could as make an a, aspect of their deaths. Yeah, he could maybe not firsthand, but especially Roach, he pushes Roach. as a gang leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so a violent gang. He'd be looking at a lot of time. I think. Yeah. Yeah, and really, I've heard that like drowning is not fun. Uh, that's just you know the Amazon review that I've read about it. Uh, and I can imagine being sucked down inside of hundred year storm waves and being swallowed by the cold depths of the ocean probably isn't a great situation, Yeah, but it does kind of seem poetic yeah. in a way, a fitting end to this kind of guy who spends his life chasing thrills to ultimately be consumed by his obsession. It is nothing mm. if not poetic. I can yeah. uh, hard agree there. Yeah, uh, it's it's what he wants, and he gets it. It's kind of his, uh, you know, if you look at like character, like dramatic theory, like who gets what they want in this movie? Bodhi does, but I don't know if Utah does. Yeah, he's still searching. Yeah, I, I mean, if if Bodhi was taken in, 
and he was put through the American justice system. Like, yeah, we have this crazy obsession with incarceration, but at the end of the day, incarceration is supposed to be a sort of re- rehabilitation. Oh, yes. And I don't know if there's any rehabilitation for Bodhi. No. Because he just was so... I want to say antisocial. I don't mean, like, crazy psychotic serial killer antisocial. I mean, like, he was had no interest in being part of a social society. Like, antisocial in that way. So I don't think he would have been rehabilit- uh, rehabitable. Yeah. yeah. And especially if he has so much <laughs> resistance to being locked up. Like, you see in a, a few minutes ago when he gets... Yeah, uh, his his wrist uh, handcuffed to Kiana's wrist. He like behaves like a wild animal. He's yeah. like Wolverine. I'm like, well, and California state prisons are definitely not known for rehabilitation. Um, although I don't know if you would go to a state prison versus a federal penitentiary. Yeah, you, you know more about that than yeah, I do. So, um, yeah, because you're a prison guard, obviously. That's... <laughs> obviously, no. <laughs> um, I have an unhealthy obsession with prison documentaries, um, but. The the California uh yeah the correctional institution not... is is terrible, so yeah yeah I think if you want to have true rehab you're gonna to have to go to some sort of European nation to find one something like that yeah so. yeah those Europeans they're doing pretty good with like actual rehab when it comes to incarceration I think here in America we're just throw them in a box so they can collect money from the government mm-hmm. sort of thing. yep not the people in the jails the people who own the yes. jails yeah yeah privately owned. Yeah. Horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else we want to say about this minute? You've said a lot. Oh, oh go ahead. Yeah. Have you did you guys notice anything particular about the guns that the Aussie police are carrying? And do they look familiar at all as if they seem to have come from a you know, time long ago in a place far, far away? <laughs> no, I didn't notice that, but I'm looking at it now. <laughs> We're gonna pull it up. Yeah, because they are using Sterling SMGs, these specific ones I think are L2A3s according to the Internet Movie Firearms Database, but these are the guns that the Stormtrooper Blasters were based off of. What? Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. For Star Wars, obviously they're called the Blastec E11 Blaster Rifle, but the bones of that Blastec rifle, in quotations, is this specific Sterling SMG crazy does it say if that's like something they use in australia in this time or (laughs) or does it just happen to be what they had in the prop closet it was in service with the british army from 1953 to 1994 uh, and it was phased out with the introduction of the l85a1 Its earliest combat record, however, was field testing near the end of World War II with early prototypes, which explains why it would end up at uh, whatever the studio is that Star Wars films at in England. Pinewood. It would also explain why there's a lot in Australia, being a British colony and all. But one funny detail about these guns is that some of the Australian police have the magazines plugged in backwards. They're supposed to swoop forwards. And so any of the magazines that you see swooped backwards are <laughs> not going to work. They didn't listen to the prop master. They didn't, they Just didn't, they reiterating the doofiness of these cops. Yes. Yeah. They're You're letting them go. Letting go. That's really, oh, okay. that's yeah. really interesting. Um, I'm wondering, like, yeah, how much, 
I, I, I was thinking like well, they're just doing this like small shoot in Oregon, but I'm wondering if there's like the the guy they went to for like the firearms. This movie was just like, yeah, I got whatever you need. You know, uh, I can geek out about this. Oh, you're uh, doing a scene in Australia. Oh, and uh, this okay, they'd probably be using these. Like, I don't know, maybe. Um, I can totally picture that. Yeah, yeah. here, have some Star Wars yeah. guns. Well, I know, like, the firearm the sort of person prop guy who would, uh, totally would have, out. you know, run a collection of prop firearms would be like, oh, I know, every- I know everything, and, and I have everything you would need. And they would live in Oregon. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we saw many, like, gun rights signs uh, as we were driving around Cape Kiwanda. At least I saw many. Yeah. Although, rights. I mean, a, a guy who run, who has a collection of prop weaponry wouldn't necessarily be that same type of person but could be yeah all right i think that's uh, all i got for this one it's a big one yeah i think what i like most about this minute is that the last thing that we see like towards the tail end like last five seconds sort of thing you can see Bodhi out on the wave and he's standing up so as far as julie and i are considered if this is the last minute for us you know we can just picture Bodhi off on the wave, yeah. riding just fine. If this is where the movie ends, everybody's happy. Yeah. Well, we never we never see a body. You know? <laughs> you don't see the body. It That's was... the rule of the movie villain. If you don't see the body, then point anything break goes. Then Rise of the Bodies, here we come. Well, we did find that, uh, <laughs> that at one point, that um, action figure. Robo Bodhi. R- Robody, Robody, or Rob, <laughs> or Roboat Bodie. Yeah. No, it's uh, yeah. Ro- there's this like some action figure someone decided to make, and then on the back of the like packaging, they have a the plot for Point Break Two, the return of Robody or something. Yeah. And he's like a cyborg <laughs> Bodie, starring Jeff Bridges. <laughs> and Jeff Bridges plays Bodie's dad or something. Yeah, who's all? It's like Bodie something. Something like yeah. yeah. It's it was. Yeah. It was pretty amusing. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, we don't, we it was don't like know. like Richard Bodie or something like that. Yeah. We assume, <laughs> but anyway, we assume that he's dying here, but we don't know for sure. He might survive. Yeah. You don't think Bodie's dad would be named Motor or something like that? <laughs> no. Yeah. Kari. 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 Bodie. Kari. <laughs> would that mean that Bodie's mom would be named Trainy? Yeah. Plainy. Yeah. Be the the other the brother. The brother yeah. 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 <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> well, you want to move on to recommendations? Yes, I think we do. Okay. Uh, do you guys want to start us off? Uh, Julie, do you have one? Yeah, I'll I'll start. Uh, I have been watching an awful lot of YouTube lately, specifically one channel that I highly recommend. It's the Bon Appetit Test Kitchen oh, channel. That sounds amazing. Yes. Um, and when this comes out, I think they'll still be in the middle of, they're doing a series of making the perfect pizza. Oh. Um, oh, I'm writing yes. <laughs> And it has been very enjoyable so far. Bon Appetit mm. Test Kitchen. Now, yeah, these are the people who will take one of their bakers and she will decide, okay, today I'm going to make gourmet and then insert candy and she will try and make it in the test kitchen. Like she's made homemade Cheez-Its, oh. homemade Peeps, homemade... She's done Twizzlers, she's done Twinkies. She did Kit Kat bars. She did Kit Kats. She did Lucky Charms, which she hated. Oh, it's a lot of fun. That sounds awesome. That sounds very cool, yeah. I've been getting yep. more into cooking lately, getting a little bit more courageous, which Yay. is not saying much, but 
You that's... did make a pear blue cheese walnut tart. That was pretty fancy schmancy. Ooh, I did. That sounds really that good. Was a, that was a, a recipe I took from a, the, a contestant on Great British Baking Show. Yeah. And worked out pretty well. Yeah. So. <laughs> Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Rick, what about you? Yeah. Well, if I've done my math correctly, this sh- episode should be coming out on, I think we determined, May 10th. Yes. Which means in only two days, it's Mother's Day. So my recommendation Watch Mother's Day. is that in two days, you call your mom and wish her a happy Mother's Day. Aww. If you listen to a lot of podcasts, you've probably been hearing stuff like Sherry's Berries and Flowers.com. But you know what? They're not giving me any money, so they don't get shout-outs. <laughs> they, get, they get snarky we little references. We will bleep that out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, do something nice. Call your mom. Take her out to brunch. Get a mimosa or something like that. Yeah. Get your mom day drunk. That'll be an interesting story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. That's a great. That's that's a number one recommendation yeah. for this. That's definitely call your mom. I was uh, I was once a few years ago, like in a rehearsal for a show, and the director was just like, "Have you called your mom yet?" And I was like, uh, "No, I haven't." I was like, "Take a break. Go do that. We'll get back to this in a minute." It's like, no, I, I cannot. I cannot <laughs> oh relax goodness. until you've done that. That's funny. Who was that? Was that Matt Pavic? No, that was uh, Andrea. I think it was during okay. school. Oh, okay. So yeah. All right, you want to go? Sure. So I'm going to recommend the song Oh Superman by Laurie Anderson. Um, It's pretty experimental, but still has melody to it. Um, She uses a layering of her own voice, uh, making the percussion kind of sounds with also her own voice doing vocoder and um, some synthesizer, that's hard to say, stuff. Um, It's a good song. It's like a pretty experimental song. Yeah, it's a cool. Yeah, Lori, Lori Anderson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have you? I haven't heard, I've ever heard any of your other stuff, but is it all kind of experimental I like think that? So. Yeah, yeah. It, from the eighties. Yeah, yeah. Cool stuff. Yeah, and dig up old old songs like that. Yeah. Speaking of songs, uh, this is kind of tied to a song. I I recently completed. I have seen every in canon James Bond film now. Oh, uh, I've still not seen the 1960s Casino Royale or Never Say Never Again. Maybe I'll get to those. Are those not canon? They're not canon. Although, I mean, James, like, what is canon to James Bond? They just, re- like, nothing really ties <laughs> together, but, you know, whatever. They're not official. They're not, like, official under the same production. Anyway, um, <clears throat> the last one I saw was The Spy Who Loved Me. Um, with Roger Moore, uh, going through the Roger Moore years, I, I've, he's grown on me a little bit. He's still probably my least favorite, but uh, I, I give him uh, some credit. This movie was uh, it was it was pretty good. Um, yeah, it had some fun stuff in it, fun car chase, uh, some fun sea action. It made me think like there's so many James Bond movies that take that have, have like underwater stuff. Like why hasn't James Cameron done this yet? Why hasn't James Cameron taken one? Could do all underwater. Uh, but anyway, the um, <laughs> uh, the theme song is Nobody Does It Better by Carly Simon. Mm. And I haven't been able to stop playing that ever since. It's a good song. <laughs> it's an earworm. It is an it earworm. It gets in there, and you cannot escape yeah. it. And now none of you can escape it. You're, it's all there if you've heard it before. Yep. Uh, it's in there now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Never Say Never. Uh, not never. What am I talking about? The Spy You Loved Me. Eh, pretty decent. Go check it out. The, the, the theme song's good, though. So there you is go. it better or worse than the spy who shagged me? 
I don't remember which one that one is. <laughs> it's the one with Heather Graham. It's the second one. The second one. I think I've only seen the one with Elizabeth Hurley. The first one? Is that the first one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not a... That's where to stop. <laughs> it's a good place to stop. Yeah, but Heather Graham is so great. Heather Graham is great. Beyonce no, she's not. is the third one. <laughs> we will agree to disagree. <laughs> yes, we will. Heather Graham is great in Boogie Nights. Yeah, she's done. She has done a lot of, uh, like you know, she's in like The Hangover, and she's like just kind of doing that sort of thing, yeah. and just kind of you know is it in, in a certain mode where she's just kind of okay, but she's great in Boogie Nights. She's legitimately good in Boogie Nights. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Spy you shag me. Uh, that's my recommendation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this has been Point Break Minute with Marin and Jessa, and, and? we had and. Rick and Julia. Yes, there you go. Excellent. Took my cue. And uh, we'll, this is this. Oh, I wanted to say this was this uh, minute had the last line of dialogue of the movie. He's not coming back. The very last line. And neither are we. That, and we. We at will this be. Point, no one's coming back. <laughs> and we will be back on the next minute, oh. and a couple more minutes after that oh. <laughs> of credits. Okay. So we'll see you then on Point Break Minute, bro. Woo.